Inking, writing, laughing, crying, sketching, drawing, then more crying, trying, crying, feeling it out. I've never, I've never experienced what we're doing right now. This is a completely new, this is a completely new situation to me. Okay. Kyle, so, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell our audience what's happening right now? Just for everyone well, who has no idea what the fuck's going on right now, what is happening? Kyle, why does your audio sound so different? <laughs> so, um, uh, should we introduce it or should we just go? Just I'll just go. I'll just answer your question. So, I wanted to record today's episode. I really did. I wanted to record it. Um, but just for whatever reason, my setup, uh, my microphone and my little Chromebook and everything just made me so sad and. Which I guess would be perfect for the episode, but I wanted to be a little crazy and spontaneous, and I've been feeling a little out of control lately, so I guess this is a manifestation of that. I wanted to spring this on you, Connor, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I've been influenced a lot by other podcasts that I've listened to, and, uh, some of them do this. They'll do this thing where one person's in the studio, and one person's like the man on the street, like, like, I'm in New York right now doing my comedy tour, and Connor's holding down the fort, but we still uh, make sure that we can record. So that's what's going on. Cool. All right, well. what do you How do you <laughs> feel about that? Because I feel like I totally took advantage of this situation. I don't, I don't know. I think to put this completely bluntly, I, I guess I don't really care as long as the, the recording's happening to some degree. And at the end of the day, I do care because uh, I can understand that situation of, of, I mean, going tar- targeting this one particular thing you said, uh, using this as, as a, a kind of reminder of the control that you could have or that you do have makes total sense to me. And like I said, when you pitched this to me before we started recording, um, I'm fairly easygoing. It's a note to everybody. I'm fairly easygoing as long as like, my own personal level of comfort has been maintained or is consistent. If Kyle, if you'd asked me to do this and you're like, let's both go on a walk. I would be feeling anxious about it, but I would give it a try. Cause you never know. Uh, and I might even be frustrated because I was expecting to be sitting in a chair. So no, that's what I'm saying. I, since I'm not walking, it doesn't matter. It's just the audio quality is different. That's all. No worries. I'm sorry. That's what I wanted. But that's for me to worry about. Yeah. Again, I'm not editing it. So, you know, fly free. Hi. Welcome to uh, Feeling It Out this week. I'm Kyle. I'm Kyle. Uh, I'm a writer. I'm, actually... direct... <laughs> I'm a writer, director, actor um, with generalized anxiety disorder and uh, depression. Uh, and I'm actually Connor. I was moonlighting as Kyle, and uh, I'm a comic book illustrator and writer and podcaster. And uh, I used to take fencing, and uh, I'm pretty good with a bow. Uh, I, I did volleyball did three for different two types years. of dance. Yeah, I ran track and field for uh, five years. Um, uh, my sign is Capricorn. Uh, and, uh, I also have ADD and depression of some shape or form. It, it, it mystifies even me and the others as to its complete nature. Welcome everybody. I don't know about you. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, I don't know about you, but like my depression was really acting up this week. Yeah, mine too. Um, I, it was so bad that, uh, I hadn't been drinking mostly because I was out of booze and I wanted to save money for booze. And also 
theoretically, when I get really depressed, I try not to drink because obviously that just makes things worse. And it was Cinco de Mayo. And my mom was like, let's get margarita stuff. And I was like, I can't say no to you. I'm a black man. I have to love you. I do love my mother without being black. It's just a joke. But uh, we went to go get margarita stuff. Or Italian. Uh, And I got margarita mix. And my mom makes very strong drinks. And they had two strong margaritas. Um, And uh, then I I took an Oedipus. Okay, I got high, which uh, I don't think I've ever talked about personally getting high on the show before. And then I I uh, I played Resident Evil. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was like a fantastic time. I think all of this was happening because I was so depressed, and I felt like before I went into this state of uh, pure, just my mind was just doing its thing. I felt um, stoic might not be the right word, but it, it's it's leaning on that. And I felt kind of stoic. Kyle, you had actually mentioned it during work. And then I woke up today and I felt stoic again. And what does that mean to you? I mean, I know what the word stoic is, but I, I think I called you inspiring or just like, I don't know, cool as a cucumber. But I, I'm curious what that means to you. Um, I'm actually gonna, uh, not to be that fucking complete egghead dick face, but I'm gonna look it up because my under, my understanding of, hold on, my, so I'm not looking at my phone. My understanding of being stoic is that you kind of have this, like, uh, uh, like, uh, it's more of like a, it's more of like a flat curt delivery to something, but you're not angry. It's not an aggressive thing but you are just very muted in a lot of general reactions and expressions. So now I'm going to look it up. That's really interesting. Do you want to hear what my um, definition of stoic was? Yeah, and then I'll read what the actual definition is. Okay. As I understood uh, stoicism, it's this, like, it's it's being stone-faced and stern in, in the face of, uh, in the face of, like, pro- hold on one second. Sorry about that. Um, I think my definition of stoic is staying, like, steadfast and strong in the face of stuff that's making you really emotional. I mean, it's the ability to, like, not compartmentalize, but, like, cope on the go. In my opinion, being stoic is, like, the quality of a good leader. It's something that you want uh, a leader to exhibit because you don't want them flighty. You don't want them at the whims of their emotions. And it's something that I feel like I used to have. <laughs> so the definition definitely leans towards what you were thinking. I guess to to be more accurate to myself than where I can be stoic, um, it, I, I I feel like lately I've just been uh, uh, flatlining in terms of response. That's better. Like it, it just things will happen and I'll get mad or like whatever about it. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, that was the thing. I don't care. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. Anyway, uh, I don't remember why we were talking about this. Oh, we were talking about we were the talking about depression that because our depression was acting up. Yeah, give me one yeah. second. Once upon a time, there was a young man who was born with dragon wings. He hid the wings from all the other village children. Because he was scared they would pick on him. 
But one day, while he was walking through the town square, he saw someone trip and almost fall off of a hillock, and he flew as fast as he could using his dragon wings. And sure enough, the entire town ridiculed him, and he was run out of town, and he ended up becoming a flying bandit, preying on the weak villagers who once criticized him. That's my little fairy tale story for today. I hope you all enjoyed it. Well, I'm telling her that you're not going to let me have anything, are you? Did it land? Hello? What? No, it did not land. Not at oh, all. I'm... That didn't land okay. one bit. Okay, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. I guess I cut out for a little bit there. I was I was walking. I'm out on the street. I don't know if you know. I'm sorry we were talking about depression, but I just want to stay here for a second. I was walking, and on the topic of... um. What is it? Uh, you said edible. You mentioned edible. So uh, here in Los Angeles, I don't know where else people listen to this, maybe Brazil, we have a wonderful company called Ease that delivers marijuana straight to your door. It's fantastic. And It is really great. And there was a person who was texting me saying, like, I'm here, I'm here, and I was looking for them, and I managed to, uh, not a cost, but approach a poor couple in their car and go, are you looking for Kyle? Kyle? Are you, are you for Kyle? Are you for Ease? And they're like, no. Because usually I give people my home address and they park in the wrong place. But this is the one time they parked in the correct place. Go figure. Hmm. Anyway, I'm so sorry about that. That was very unprofessional. My depression was acting up like a monster yesterday to the point that I posted on social media about it. I, I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it. But I think it's an, uh, a fun, I think it's a good subject for us to mine. I would say so too. I'm curious. So, uh, I wanted to go read the post, and then I realized we weren't friends on Facebook. Oh, well, that's fine. I realized... Yeah, also I was going to say, I uh, also found out there's a bunch of stuff that I may or may not have either missed or didn't mention attending or are going to attend, I guess. Uh, so to anyone who's listening who's invited me to something on Facebook, just so everyone's clear... Um, I will probably not see it. There's like a 98% chance I will not see it. I've told Facebook to stop emailing me. I rarely check the app. At this point, the only reason I have it is because of the messenger, which means I don't actually have to have Facebook. I took it off my phone. So, like, please believe when I say that I'm sorry. I know it's easier, and I'm so sorry that there's that extra step. I'm not being sarcastic. It is annoying to be like, great, I got everyone ready to go, and now I got to go invite Connor. Uh, that is annoying. Don't invite me then. If it is a bother, I I, I understand. I'm not going to be upset, but like, I'm not going to fucking hear. Anyway, I tried to go on and uh, uh, read your post because I was curious what you actually read or wrote. Then I realized we weren't friends. Well, I, I realized we were going to be talking contact. today. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. I, well, let me address that first. Do you, is it because it's like triggering for you? Is that why you don't go on Facebook? Uh, I don't go on Facebook because um, Facebook is a, a prime example of what I don't like about social media. And while Instagram is visual focused and it's easier for me to cater it towards uh, uh, artists or animators or video games, like the very things are very, I can well cater it to me. With Facebook, it's kind of like, 
what this person had for breakfast or what this person thinks about a song or like there's an article which i'm not going to say that is stupid and if you do it awesome uh i hate and have resented a lot of my life talking about what's going on with me which is why this podcast has been very interesting to me on many levels um and so the idea of me reciprocating that understanding of Facebook uh, makes me mad because uh, I'm sorry. If I want to know what you had for breakfast, I'll ask. And honestly, a lot of times I do. I do get curious. I just don't want it put in my fucking fate. And then, yeah, I don't like, like I No, dude. It's, it's, I, I just use the word triggering maybe like as a misnomer, but I I can't be on Facebook anymore. It's just too much. It's too much of everything that I cannot stand. And if I have any decision in the matter, I'm not going to go on it. But I also keep Messenger around basically just for my mom. But occasionally now, people from my past have, like, come out of the woodwork and messaged me. So uh, do you mind if I, like, give some context to what we're talking about? No, no, no. no. Okay, so yesterday I was really depressed in the middle of my work day. And usually what happens is I start out pretty good, and then I get super depressed, and then I get okay again, and then I finish out the day usually okay. But for whatever reason, yesterday was a roller coaster ride of up and down and a little up and then back down again, surprisingly, and then stayed down. And at some point in there, I took a picture of myself on the kitchen floor because I was laying on the kitchen floor, and I was feeling bad and for this podcast i wanted to post on at kyle and connor on our instagram just for this podcast that picture of me laying on the floor and i guess what i accidentally did for <laughs> i feel like an old person but uh i accidentally shared it on my main facebook wall and the only text was i've had better days and uh, i don't know i don't know how i feel about it but i posted it i felt really bad I wasn't really trying to get I, – I, I really believe in that moment. I was not trying to get attention. Like, obviously, I'm trying to get likes and stuff, but it was meant to be a demonstration of something that I used to do on my Facebook back when I cared about it, which is I would post when I was not happy. You always see people, and they're always posting, like, like oh, my gosh, I got five puppies. Or, look, those pictures when I volunteered in Ghana. Wasn't that great? Uh, or, oh, the, the, the orchestra that I conducted. Like, Jesus, I can't take this. So I would make a, a habit of posting the bad with the good. And I remember, like, people reaching out before this. But what happened? Okay, so I posted this picture. And then one by one, slowly, some of my friends reach out to me individually. Thank you, David. Thank you, Paris. Thank you, Mom, for reaching out and asking me if I'm okay. And it, I, I guess I wasn't, but, you know, it, it, it was really nice to, to hear those people come out of the woodwork. Um, so, so that's the context. I posted a, a really sad, I guess, attention needy picture of myself feeling sad as an effort to just show, like, look, I feel sad sometimes. It's okay, because that's kind of like the spirit of this podcast. And I explained that to David and Paris, and they both were like, Oh, well, kudos to you for being so brave to post stuff like that. Uh, so, so that's, that's what we're talking about. I, I have a very important question for you. Okay. 
So it's funny, your Facebook experience and mine are about as uh, similar and different as you and I, because my experience with Facebook has been people either giving me shit that no one cares about in my world, or a lot of like, uh, I just, I just hate everything. So I actually had a very like negative input Facebook experience. If there were people talking about how happy they were, they were not showing up on my feed. I I I I'm not going to out anybody because however you want to express how you're feeling is is fine. Uh, even if I don't agree with it necessarily, it's okay because there's shit that I do that people don't agree with. But I could name people. I'm thinking of three right now who regularly would just post like. Yeah, it's just, it's just shit. And here's what I'm wondering, Kyle. So you make this post, people reach out, uh, uh, and they ask if you're okay. What do you say? Um, I think I texted them back. Uh, I think I texted them back something along those lines. Of This one in particular was like, haha, <laughs> this was... <laughs> meant to go out as a example of, you know, posting the good with the bad um, with regard to my new podcast about being a creative with mental illness. It's pretty much like what I said, because this there is a do. unique situation. I can tell you, I can tell you a different one where I did make no, no, a social no, no. media post. Okay. Oh, wait, no, you made a social media post and then what? Where I made a social media post that was like, it was just on Facebook and it was just like some words that said like, listen, I'm not asking for attention. This is not a cry for help. I just need people to know that I have depression and I've had depression for a long time and I'm feeling really bad about it and I just want people to know that right now. And one of my friends, Connor, called me within a few minutes of me posting that and said, hey man, what are we doing tonight? And that was that just like meant the fucking world because it wasn't just like how are you okay like obviously no he just he just blasted past that and was like yeah we're hanging out what do you want to do and so that was different wow. that was very different and I had a friend drive wow. like I had a different friend drive like an hour to come see me that night I was like those are yeah Brian Connor I love you guys a different Connor sorry. I have lots of Connor. <laughs> wait, a different Connor and a different Brian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, so I was going to say is that uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy here that it just because we're friends, uh, because I know a lot of people who would be like, uh, yeah, I don't know if it can get any worse than this. And I would like Charlie Brown running for the football every time I go in and be like, even personally, like I'm not just commenting on their wall. I'd message them. I'd text them and be like, Hey, I, I just saw on Facebook. Um, do you want do you want to talk about it? Like, can I help you with anything? Like, what can I do? What can I do? I want to be here for you right now. And every time, I would be met with, "Oh no, don't worry about it. No, you fucking don't put it on Facebook." Then, sorry. No, no, dude. This is feeling I, it out. I, Feel it out. I I get angry about that because. I don't like when people do that for the sake of it being out. I understand putting it out there for the sake of it being out if you explain what it is. Because to me, that is 
aggravating. I will say I will never tell someone to stop doing it because I'm sure it helps a lot of people and that's really cool. But that is like as far, and you know what it is? I think a lot of it too, if, if we want to deep dive into this, is is I am feeling attacked by this action because it is making me examine how I do the exact opposite, which also isn't great. And so I'm taking this move as an offense because I'm too scared to ever do that. Now, you're that's taking me the deep move diving. of asking for help on social media as an offense? Yeah. Only, only when it's not described. That's the thing I keep getting to. I understand if you don't want to talk about it or if you tell people like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't really want to talk about it. I won't get mad at you. Don't tell me everything's fine then and then shut down because obviously you put it on there so people would know and ask you. And that's me being frustrated. I can't fucking help you. That's what it is. I'm mad I can't help because I know something's wrong. Well, I just have to fucking sit here now? Well, no, I feel like shit too because I'm like, oh, well, they feel like shit. I can't do anything. And that sucks so much. That sucks so much because you're just being, you're very empathic. And it's so hard to want to reach out and ask for help if you're not ready for it. Because I feel like that's, that's, that's the trap that you put yourself in is you ask for help and then people come to help. And maybe you're overwhelmed and you really don't know how to deal with that. Or maybe, like, you're not used to having an actual support network. You're used to people embar- uh, ignoring that kind of language or thinking that's a joke or something. And and now you're pushing the people away. And the people that wanted to help you now feel bad, too. And maybe you internalize that and it becomes a sick cycle because I've been on both sides of that. It's what It's what Inside Out taught us. And I keep saying that on all of my podcasts on everything. What I do is that the whole point of Inside Out, the Pixar movie, the Pixar movie, Inside Out, you know what I'm talking about, right? Me? Yes. You've mentioned on the show like five times. You wear a t-shirt that says Inside Out every single day I've seen you as the same shirt. I know what Inside Out is, yeah. I know, it's faded. I gotta stop wearing it. Um, So that movie taught you that like sadness has a purpose. It's not just this thing that is super annoying and, oh, if only I never felt sad, then I would have a great life. Sadness has a purpose. Its purpose is to show people that you need help. It's to show people that you aren't okay and so that you can get help. And and I heard a thing recently. I know I've mentioned Midnight Gospel a couple times on this show, but it's picking, it's, it's catching fire. I felt like I was... <laughs> I don't mean to be a hipster, but I like I was into it before it was cool, and now it's huge. And people, I heard someone call it rather pejoratively. It's like Barney. Oh, someone made Barney for adults because it's a TV show that tells adults it's okay to be sad. And I'm like, Inside Out taught us that four years ago. <laughs> but it's not. Hey, I'm using air quotes on this. It's not adult. Is what a lot of people are like. It's a Pixar movie. It's for kids. I mean, no message in here. Whatever. It's just for people. It's like it, yeah, it's just for people. That said, that said, I hope Pixar's soul crash and crashes and burns and they go bankrupt. I freaking hate that guy who's like at his desk and goes, what am I doing? And just throws everything aside. Kyle has a vendetta against this extra in the soul trailer <laughs> because <laughs> it is this horrible lie about how the world can work. Do you mind if I break this down, Kyle? Because it's, it's yeah, please, it please do me. it. This so, is great. 
For those who aren't familiar, the movie Soul is about this guy who wants to play jazz, and he's been trying to play jazz for so many years. He's in his late 40s or whatever, and he finally gets a gig at this place, and he's so excited, and then he dies. That's in the trailer. So if I have one person spoiler tag me, I will I will slash your tires. It's like the first I'm five sorry. seconds of the trailer. Yeah, but there's a part in the trailer where where – it's it's talking about like following your dream and oh, if you believe in anything, it's shown up gonna happen. There's a lot of black people when I saw I was doing my I, I put that on, but th- there's a shot of this dude at his desk and as Kyle was saying, he's like, wait, what am I doing? And then he just throws everything off his desk and then he gets up and leaves. Here's here's the issue with this that Kyle's presented to me and Kyle, stop me if this is inaccurate, but. You know, to to prove that I listened to you, if there was ever a question, my understanding is that you're frustrated by this because it's it's not only does it target these people who could live comfortably doing that sort of thing, and maybe that's what they want to do, and it's saying like, oh, any job at a desk where you're going in from nine to five is obviously hell, but also this idea that all you have to do is believe, and you just kind of walk out, and you get that dream career, and you just figure that shit out. Why not throw off your stuff? What are you doing? And then the movie points to you, and it goes, what the fuck are you doing that you're still doing that? It's this easy. You're you're exact. You're hitting the nail right on the head. I feel like it's the anti-inside out. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, that whole scene, he's like a Wall Street guy, and you see like he's sitting at his big computer, and he's got all the like arrows and numbers, and there's people walking around at other computers. And, yeah, he's like, what am I doing? And he knocks everything off, and the other people are looking at him. And the reason it it bothers me so much is because I feel like it's talking directly to me. I've been spending a lot of time playing, I would mentioned the game, everything that is just full of Alan Watts pieces from uh, the philosopher Alan Watts lectures. And one of, like, his main major focuses uh, or things that he's trying to impart on people is the idea that it's better to live a short life doing everything you want to do pretty much all the time within reason than a long life doing nothing you want and being miserable the entire time. Why spend a life making money doing what you hate so that you can keep doing it? It's ludicrous when he presents it that way, but that's his job. He's a philosopher. This kind of stuff, this stuff is nice to think about, but it loses all credibility the moment you leave the lecture hall, the moment you step back into the real world. And you, no, okay, yeah, sure. So that guy, the guy who works for um, the Wall Street company, he's probably making enough money that he can afford to just quit his job right then and there and maybe like even take a vacation before someone headhunts him and then he gets a different kind of job. But the implication here is that he's going to quit his job and like be he's going to go to like Venice Beach and make uh like pressed glass out of vodka bottles cuz that's like yeah. what his heart was that's what he always wanted to do that doesn't make money and you need money to be happy because you need money to live and living is happy <laughs> so that's why I'm so upset yeah it, it is um uh yeah, so so Kyle doesn't like that, and I, I get it because it, it, it kind of bothers because me too. Because of course um, I want it. Everyone wants that, dude. Like in the it's, this is not the fifties. This is not the forties and fifties where like you actually decided what you wanted to do. What do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? That is not a thing anymore. We don't have options. 
we have what's given to us. And, like, if we pay a bunch of money and go to college, then it's like, oh, thank you, sir. Whatever the first job is that's not even in my career. Like, it's insulting when Hollywood tries to tell me, like, oh, you're just not believing enough. Because I take it directly personally. Like, they are talking to me. And so it's only fair that I do the, <laughs> do the same and reverse and say, I hope, they, I hope this movie tanks them. Well, I will say that... um it's funny because there's been a lot of times where get ready guys. There's been a lot of times where I'm just like, you know, I would feel a lot better in a lot of ways if I just quit drawing. If I just stopped drawing, I just focused on a job, I I could excel. There wouldn't be drawing distractions. I could have evenings again. I could have weekends again. I wouldn't constantly feel embarrassed or that I hate myself. Because I feel like my stuff's not good enough. I I feel like, God, I, I, I've, I've, I've actually had many fantasies about giving up drawing because then I could, then I could literally just work, have money, come home, fuck off. Because somewhere that's all I want to do. Somewhere inside me, it's obviously all I want to fucking do. And it's funny because I was bothered by that because I was like, one of the main things is like, oh, come on. You can't just like throw your shit off your desk and like go live your best life. But also, if I wasn't drawing, if I had, if I was not interested in the arts, I'd love to do that. So that kind of, I don't know. I I mean, I guess teach their own, but fuck off on that messaging. But But, whatever. No, I feel like you're hitting on something else, which is like, how does that guy know what he wants? How does he know in that moment that he wants whatever leads from talking everything off of your desk? Like he's, he's living in the moment. He's doing such a good job of living in the moment, but he doesn't know in a week, maybe he wants that job again. Maybe he, maybe it just took like a, a couple days away from his desk to remember, Oh, you know what? I actually do enjoy being away from my kids. Like, but that demonstration of what, God, it's so simple. What am I doing? And tosses it off. It's so emotionally charged, and I react to it. Maybe it's stronger than I'm supposed to, but that's always been my relationship uh, with art. I was going to say, I would say that you are reacting incredibly, with with incredible intensity, and really it's, it's a gag uh, to illustrate their point of going to achieve your dreams. I, I highly doubt anyone thought past, like, Oh yeah, this is because I, I could I could see it, and it's like that's the stereotypical situation of like it's supposed to represent people holding themselves back and not pursuing what they want to do because they feel safe where they are, and it's saying like sometimes you have to take a risk. This is all risky, you know. He's throwing that shit off his desk. He's making a statement. Theoretically, he's not getting that job again. I think it's supposed to be telling us like about taking that next step. But I don't even think that much thought went into it. No. Yeah, but you're right. I am ignoring that second stop spot. It's not about, like, oh, stop doing the thing you hate. It's about stop doing the thing you hate and start doing the thing you've always wanted to before you die. Yeah, which, like, I don't fucking... Yeah, which sounds like a hectic way to live. Like, yeah, better to live a short life doing everything you want within reason. <laughs> it sounds easier said than done. Well, this yeah, is a bad know, idea. Man. It's like 90 degrees out. 
<laughs> I've had to walk past the same houses like three times. So I think I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to do this again, but I really appreciate you indulging me. Yeah, I mean, it's worth trying stuff out just to see how it goes. And, you know, again, if, if you're doing something that's impacting you, then you know what? You you did the office guy thing. You were looking at your you were sitting at your desk with your setup and you just went, What am I doing? And then you threw your mic and everything off the ground and you got up and you went walking. You're so right, dude. But I couldn't have done that without you. Without like the, the confidence that like, okay, he's not gonna take this as like an affront to everything that he's been planning. Oh yeah, no, that's that's and I'm I'm glad that we've hit that point where like I'll be honest, there's some levels of spontaneity that I loathe. For example, I don't know when in my life I'm ever going to want surprise visits. No matter who it is, I've never liked it. Oh, like someone just knocking on your door unannounced? Yeah, and I feel really bad because one of my best friends is like that, where he would just come over and be like, what's up? And I'd always feel like shit because I'd get anxious. And I realized, like, I'm not... I try to adapt, but if I've got my mind set on like, all right, my afternoon's probably pretty much going to be this. If if someone comes in like, yo, what's up? Let's hang out. Flippity flu. Like, come on, buddy. I that that I'm like, no, this is shaking me. I don't want to. I don't want to do. It's actually one of the things that um I hate about living with other people, which is why I try to be very selective with who I live with uh, to only a, a modicum of success. Is because. I somehow always end up with living with those types of people who just come into your room at four in the morning. And it's like, I've made some amazing friends. I've had some crazy times. Uh, I have learned, and I make this abundantly clear now, whenever I move in with anybody, like I, I, I do not, if you want to, if you want to hang out, like it's a little different. Like how, if you and I are living together, and you like knocked on my door and I'm like, what's up? And you're like, hey, did you want to play some video games? I I would be happy for that type of surprise because I know that you know me well enough and I trust you that you're not going to come in and be like, dude, we're going on a bus tour in an hour. Or like, hey, I just rented three really long dramatic movies that are going to make you cry. Let's do it. Like that's something I'd be down for, but I'd want to plan it, you know? And if you came in and, and you were like, I want to play games, I honestly would feel uh, 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 confident enough if I didn't want to. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I've kind of been jamming on this. I want to focus on this. But hey, I'll tell you what. Let's hang out tomorrow. And like, no surprise visits. I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. I just don't care. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just fucking show up and be like, what's up, dude? I just, I always feel like shit. I just can't take it. I totally get it. I just wonder how the animator animating that guy who throws everything off his desk felt. If there was any point where the animator animating that guy who says, what am I doing? Stopped and thought, what am I doing? <laughs> throws all his pencils off the desk. I, I will say that in freelance work, if I'm doing the same characters over and over again, especially if it's like storyboarding or stuff, I'll start to go like, why are you tying your shoelaces like that? What's your fucking problem? What is this? What is this? Or, or, uh, I guess that's actually post when I've already done it. But when I'm like, I'm drawing it enough times, I, I start like interrogating myself on it or being like, why does she look so angry all the time? It's like, you drew her. What is, 
What is your problem? Um, yeah, you don't need to grill yourself. Yeah, that sounds like a good place to wrap up. So I have another anecdote. Um, it's so hot out. It's a bit of a back. long one. Uh, <laughs> so about six years ago, I guess I should start from the beginning. When I was a child, uh, you know, I, I wasn't really sure exactly like what kind of world. Bye. Was open to me. Okay, bye everyone. Feeling it out.